Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome to the Corner of Truth and Courage. This is Tom and Tyler, and we are talking about kind of a history lesson, right? We've been doing that the last few weeks here, talking about the kind of continuous sort of war that's been going on between uh, Israel, uh, the, the seed of Isaac, and then Ishmael and his descendants, and that's kind of the same battle that we're fighting today. That, that started way back in 70 AD, essentially, kind of, right? Well, you know, Israel was demolished. They were no longer a, a nation. Uh, Rome had finally put their foot down. They were tolerant of other nations, you know, but then there's too much infighting going on. So they uh, they brought an end to Israel at that time. 1949 is when they regained themselves as a state, as a as a nation. Yes. And uh, we're living in those days uh, that are prophetic days the Bible told us about. Yes, and so... All these years have gone on, and the Arabs have been fighting Israel for land. And, and there's even been moments where, you know, Israel has obviously went against the Arabs in wars, and I'm talking about significantly different sized forces, right? Very, very underwhelming Israel army that have still won and become victorious, and still today uh, they're they're fighting over these things. But here's the most important thing. You know, what does God's word say, right? We have, we have all these different things in life, and, and that's what we turn to. And it's very interesting because God's word is specific on the land that belongs to Israel. And uh, and, and the Arabs, uh, we talked about yesterday, I thought this was very interesting. You even mentioned uh, that you heard Saddam Hussein you know, kind of admit that they were worried about losing some of their own land, right? Uh, because they knew some of the truths that were that were coming out of God's word here, and so let me hand it to you from there, and uh, and we'll pick up where we left off from yesterday. Okay, well, thank you, Tyler. We've been talking about the three titled deeds of Israel, and Genesis chapter uh, 15, Genesis chapter 17 are the first two title deeds, and again, a title deed declares who the legal owner is and what the boundaries of that land are. When we get to Deuteronomy 11:24. Wow, things get interesting. And this is why Muslims, why Osama bin Laden and others that I've read, fear that Israel's going to claim land in Arabia. They fear it because they know archaeologically that the Jews have been there. They know in the Quran that the Jews have been there. And they know in the Bible that the Jews have been there. Sadly, we Christians and Jews aren't quite aware of this part. And then, you know, what I'm saying is is huge. I mean, this would be uh, earth-shattering news if I would show the map that Deuteronomy 11.24 produces. Mm -hmm. It would produce not just that land of Canaan that they have been fighting for, but a huge portion, tract of land, that is basically in the hands of Arabs. It would include all of Saudi Arabia, Yemen, Oman, United Arab Emirates, Kuwait, the western part of Iraq, Amman, Jordan, or good parts of Jordan, Lebanon, and the southern part of Syria. I mean, they, this is Muslim land yeah. right now. Arab land. And Arabs are aware that the Jews have been there. And in Deuteronomy 11.24, God said to the Jews, everywhere you walk, if you walk in these boundaries between the uh, uh, the river of the Euphrates and the Egyptian river, which I couldn't remember yesterday, the Nile mm -hmm. or the Mediterranean Sea, and south of Lebanon, and in that wilderness, if you walk in that area, it's yours. Mm -hmm. 
And the, and the Jews left their mark behind to say they were there, and the Arabs know it. Because not only did they draw sandals, petroglyphs on the rocks, they drew the menorah. What's the menorah? That was that, uh, that, that lampstand, the seven lampstand that uh, God gave to them to be in the tabernacle that they were traveling with while they were walking around. It was the mark of Israel. They didn't have the star of David like we now commonly knew. What did they use? They used the menorah because that was identi- uh, identifiable to them and them alone. Mm-hmm. And the Arabs know they were there. So I talked about yesterday, started breaking down the evidence that the Jews were in Arabia when they were marching around for 40 years. The Quran tells us that Mount Sinai is in Arabia. It's on the east side of the Aqaba. The Aqaba is the, you've got the Suez, closest to uh, uh, Egypt, and we assume that they crossed there. We now know they crossed the Aqaba leading them into Midian. Now there are two people that are known in, in, in the Quran about from Midian. Shuaid the prophet, who I told yesterday, uh, he's mentioned 11 times in the Quran, he's living in Midian at, uh, to the east side of, of Mount Sinai. Mount Sinai is in Midian, in Arabia, according to the Quran. Mm-hmm. Also Jethro, the son-in-law of Moses. So Moses was there when he came out to, to hide from Pharaoh, when he killed the Egyptian, he went into hiding. He went to Midian. Mm-hmm. Now, take your Bibles to Genesis chapter 3. In Genesis chapter 3, we find the famous story of the burning bush. Mm-hmm. Now, look at the location. Again, where is Moses? He's in Midian. Exodus chapter 3? Sorry, Exodus 3. Yeah, did I say Genesis? Exodus chapter 3. He's in Midian. Midian is Arabia. Okay, it's the northwest side of Arabia. Mm-hmm. And I'll read verse 1. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to what? The mountain of God, even to Horeb. So he's got sheep. He's, he's still in Midian. And he's just out, you know, in the wilderness finding some grazing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he comes to the mountain of God. Now keep that in mind. Now drop down to verse number 12. Mm-hmm. Verse number 12 is very interesting. The burning bush has occurred. God is speaking, is speaking to him. Take off your shoes and you're going to go back to Pharaoh. You're going to say, let my people go. Who will I say if you know, send me? I am. All that's happened between verse 1. Now we get down to verse number 12. And he said, Certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee, that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God where? Upon this mountain. Upon this mountain. You're going to come right back to this location. You're going to come to Arabia, and you're going to serve me on this mountain. Now what is that mountain called? Well, we're told in, in the book of Acts. In Acts chapter 7, verse 29, tells the same story that Exodus chapter 3 says, but we get more information. Acts 7, verse 29. Then fled Moses at this saying, and was a stranger in the land of Midian. There appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai the angel of the Lord in the flame of a fire in a bush. Mm. So Acts chapter 7 tells us this mountain of God, which is in Horeb, is Mount Sinai. Mount Sinai is in Arabia. 
the Arabs call it Jabal al-Laws, the Mount of Laws. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's called the Jabal al-Musa, the Mount of Moses. That's what the locals call it today. Now, you and I don't look to the Quran for authority, but I think we would accept the Bible as authority. Oh, yeah. And the Bible tells us that Mount, that Mount Sinai is where the burning bush was. And God said, you're going to come back to this place. I'm going to give you the law. We know the law was given there. Mm-hmm. You're going to come, this is going to be a token to you. You're going to come back here and you're going to worship me on this mountain in Arabia where the burning bush was. Now, Galatians chapter 4. It doesn't end there. Galatians chapter 4 verse 25 makes it abundantly clear. Go ahead and read that if you got that up. Yep. For this Agar is Mount Sinai in Arabia and answereth to Jerusalem, which now is and is in bondage with her children. Okay, for this Agar, this it's figurative of Hagar, the, okay. the mother of Ishmael. Yeah. For this Hagar is what? Mount in, Sinai where? In Arabia. Wow. So what does that say? The Jews were in Arabia. And therefore on that land. In Midian. And guess what's just below Midian? Medina, the city of Medina, where Osama bin Laden. What if Israel says, our borders extend to Medina? Yeah. There. This is that same area. Now here's the other thing, and I'm not going to spend too much time, because there's a lot of evidence. You can go to the internet and find this information, but the it's called the... Uh, Exodus crossing. We now know they didn't go through the Suez. We've been looking there. It's a mile drop. You got to drop down a mile. You got to climb down a mile, go across, and climb back up a mile. It's yeah. like you're going to do that. But there's a natural land bridge in the Aqaba. It's called an area called Pahai Roth, and um, it's a big. You can see it from space. The sand mass that's there, that beach there, and the, it's a gentle 2,000 foot decline and incline on the other side, and they found the chariot wheels mm. of the Egyptians still down there. I think I, I think I saw that. There. So, uh, uh, and so that information is there. We know they crossed the Aqaba, which would put them into Arabia, which would put them into Medina. And then you also look at all the other evidence. There's this big, huge rock with a split in the middle of it there with water erosion. Mm. And there's evidence that there was a lake there at one time. If you're going to f- water, you know, about a million people, Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bible says that there were over 6,000, 600,000 men there that came out of, of Egypt there. So we've got all this evidence that they were there. So what does that mean? The Jews were in Arabia. They were walking around. They left their mark. They left petroglyphs of the menorah and of their sandals. And they made their mark. The evidence shows us that they were there. That's why I say what was promised to Israel has not been claimed. It's more than Canaan land. It includes all of Arabia and the Sinai, what we call the Sinai Peninsula. Um, and uh, and now, people have asked, why don't they claim? Will they ever get it? Probably not. But I believe, too, because of their lack of faith of following God and trusting God like us, we don't get all the blessings that God probably had in store for us because we failed. Mm-hmm. We haven't had the faith to live uh, the uh, the victorious life that we should yeah. and could. Uh, and God could have blessed us in great ways. So, uh, so there are probably many blessings that we rob ourselves of, like Israel has robbed themselves of yeah. there. Well, I'm looking at the clock there. It looks like we're going to have to close here soon. Yep. So we're we're uh, we're going to close there for today. But let me tell you what we're doing right now. We're we're in a twice a year we do this. We we do fundraising, and it's actually uh, it's to help our operating costs that we have here. And 
we're, we're asking people to to really to be a part of Fortress of Faith yeah. and play a part in and us our, our goals are to reach Muslims for Christ and others for Christ and we have different radio shows and things that we want to uh, eventually be on uh, but right now it's an operating cost thing and it's it's sort of a one-time donation fundraiser that we're having and there's three ways you can do that you can do that at fortressoffaith.com that's the easiest simplest safest way to do that you can do that with US or Canadian uh, dollars there or you can call 1-800-616-0082 and donate that way the third option is if, you, if you're a person that likes to write a check and send it, you can do that as well at P.O. Box 30485, and that's in Bellingham, Washington, 98226. And that is how you can do it if you would like to do it with a, a per check there. Like I said, we're, we're asking for one-time donations for you to be a partner with us, to be a, to be a part of, of what we're doing here at Fortress of Faith. We wouldn't be here without listeners and supporters uh, that we have. Yeah, we are a listener-supported ministry. We do this by faith. It's been amazing, Tyler. To have seen in the beginning days how this was getting started, honestly, I thought I was going to do this just for two months. had a man in the church said, Listen, Tom, if you'll do this, I'll pay for your first two months. And uh, I said, Are you sure about that? Sure. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it. So, okay, we'll do it. For two months is what I was thinking. I didn't tell him. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to do it for two months. My faith was kind of a little sh- uh, uh, short. And then I went to the church treasurer, and we, we had money for the third month. And yeah. then the fourth month. And the fit, and God just kept blessing, but it was month to month to month to month. And honestly, there's a lot of times our ministry is really, really tight. But God keeps me on my knees that way. But we're grateful for how God has. And how long, and how long has it been now? 12, over 12 uh, yeah, years? Yeah, uh, last February was 12 years. Yes. Yeah. Well, we've got to stop there. Okay. The folks, join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.